2: Hi, this is Kevin Kessinger, former Ole Miss baseball player, son of Ole Miss Hall of Famer Don Kessinger, and dad to Ole Miss All-American shortstop Gray Kessinger, and your local community banker with BNA Bank. BNA Bank has invested 125 years in our communities, and we know the needs of North Mississippi businesses better than anyone. As a commercial lender with BNA Bank, my priority is Oxford, and I'd love to help you and your business with any lending needs. Visit www.bnabank.com to learn more. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Let's play him football! Run right to the back of him! Run right to the middle and
1: out the back!
0: What's known in football terms as a slam
1: dunk.
3: Welcome back to another edition of Daytime Fireworks. I'm your host, Zach Barry, here with uh, an esteemed guest. Um, we have been trying to get this one on the books, but uh, look, we were talking about before we hit the record button, we are both fathers of two and uh, both work in the uh, world of sports. So it is hard to get time to discuss things. It's it's hard to find time for yourself, but... Uh, <laughs> Self-proclaimed purveyor of fine audio at Learfield, and uh, probably one of the busier podcasters in the world, Stephen Hartzell. How we doing, my man? Hey, Zach. Uh, good
4: to be with you. Yeah i I don't think I'm the I don't think I'm one of the busier podcasters in the world, but we do uh, we do like to have fun. So thank you for thank you for having me on, my man.
3: Yeah. So uh, well, let's let's get to this first. You were just here in Nashville. For the yes. SEC basketball tournament, you did um pff, the marathon, you did everything. Start to finish, right?
4: Thirteen games over five days. Yes, sir.
3: <laughs> Truly in, the uh, the embodiment years, of it just means more.
4: Hey, in two years, it'll be 15 games over five days. So there's that. Oh
3: god. Do you did you go to the other location SEC tournaments?
4: I have been to SEC basketball tournaments in St. Louis and Tampa. And before I did, I never got to do one at the Dome. I never got to do one in New Orleans. But before I did uh, the SEC men, um, you know, we have we do the women's tournaments. And so I did the SEC women in Duluth. I did the SEC women in Greenville. And one year I did the SEC women in North Little Rock, Arkansas. And there was an ice storm. And it oh yeah. It was yeah, it was it was a thing. But yeah, the SEC has kind of taken me all over the place. I did the SEC Soccer Championship in Orange Beach. It has since been moved go. to Pensacola. I've done baseball in Hoover. Uh, really the only thing I haven't done at this point is softball.
3: Okay. So you were truly a, a man about town and of many <laughs> talents.
4: I mean, I wish we could have gotten around your town a little more. Like we were locked in. We stayed at the Omni, which is an awesome hotel. Um yeah. there's tons of stuff to do like inside the hotel, but yeah, between there and Bridgestone, which is, you know, a block away, we we did not explore. Like there was no time to like hop in a car and explore. I got tons of wrecks from you and and a bunch of other Nashville folks. Um that will have to wait until this summer when we're there for media days. So uh, at least then we'll have a car and we'll have a little bit more free time, but yeah, it was a grind, a lot of hoops, but uh, you know, it beats, I mean, it's a fun job. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty cool. So.
3: Yeah. Can't complain too much. Um, so I guess real quick out of all the different men's basketball tournament locations is Nashville, ideally the best.
4: Nashville is pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I am a big music guy. I'm not a huge country music guy. Uh, my friends who I make the trip with, other guys that work with me here at Learfield, you know, like to give me a hard time because you know they blast country music on the PA, and I don't know any of those songs. I don't. I I know Garth Brooks's like greatest hits, but I don't yeah. know Alan Jackson. I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 I I don't even want to say country artists that I I've heard of because people may laugh and be like, that's not even a country artist. So. I'm not a a Nashville guy, but that place is fun, and people are walking around with drinks, and everybody's having a good time, and I think it's drivable for most of the fan bases, except for, like, Missouri and A&M, but even when we were in St. Louis a couple years ago, like, Missouri and A&M fans didn't show up to that either, so, like, that's just... (laughs) They're just kind of built different, and I, I, I mean... I think it's a great town. I I would like to go back with my family and like spend some time and actually imbibe and have a good time Mm -hmm. because we don't we don't really get to do any of that when we're there. We're just it's it's just a lot. There's four basketball games in a day and there's two of those days. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So
3: those are long.
4: Cool town. Uh, We do drive. We make the drive from Winston-Salem where we're located. So that's a nice little seven hour trek up and over the mountains. Um, I
3: meant to ask why is that just a
4: budget decision partially budget but also like we have these giant we brought our own gear I mean we have two giant pelican cases full of radio gear and you know it's like 10,000 bucks worth of radio equipment and each pelican case weighs like 100 pounds and it's just it's just safer. So we rented a minivan and we made the drive, and your boy drove both ways. I don't know what my guy, I, I you know, I would have liked for somebody else to have volunteered, but it, that that wasn't <laughs> in the cards. We did stop at that new Bucky's though between Nashville and Knoxville. Is it the one he, Crossville? It, it's off Forty, yes, sir.
3: Yeah, it was it, the biggest one, and then now Texas is building one that's bigger.
4: Well, I had been to a Bucky's before, but my uh, my travel companions had not. And for as much shit as am I allowed to cuss on the show? Sorry, Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're... For for as much grief as they, <laughs> for as much grief as they gave me when we stopped on the way there, on the way back, they were like, hey, so uh we gonna we gonna stop at that Bucky's on the way back? And I was like, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So we got to cross that off the list.
3: It's a uh it's an experience. I um was not familiar with it until recently. Uh, it 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 would pop up here and there. I travel to Atlanta quite a bit for work, and that one in uh...
4: greatest city in the world, Zach. Greatest city <laughs> in the world,
3: I believe it's Calhoun. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I think that's where it is. Yeah, I stop at that one a lot. Um, yeah, I mean the food is great, and then I mean you can literally find anything. My last trip through there, uh, I was in dire need of uh, some pain relief. You know, to get some uh some liquid gels and uh some kind of cough medicine and then just a huge thing of water because I was not well on the way back from a uh a camp down there, under armor put on, but but yeah, it's great. Uh the I mean, dude, you can literally get any kind of food you want there. I, I'm partial to the brisket or the uh club sandwich, but pretty much anything they have is good there.
4: My buddy hit up the beef jerky and he also good. He's just staring at the you know, like the flavor wall and he's like, it's, it's too much. Like it's, it's just, there's, there's like 30 flavors of beef jerky. Like it's not an exaggeration. It's out of control. It's, it's kind of, it kind of, it's like, it's like quintessential America. Like it's, it's just excess.
3: Yep. It's just row
4: after row of, of just stuff that like, you don't need any of it. You just want a water or, you know, in your case, some, you know, some, some Advil. But like, yeah, it's it's intense. It's overwhelming. I will say this, though, like as a family guy, I just want a clean bathroom like I want to be able to like you're still in the diaper. You're still in the diaper changing stage with yours like it. You know, you you need a place to be able to go when you're on the highway and not uh, and not fear for your life or, or worry about catching like, you know, SARS. So. Bucky's has very clean bathrooms like that's not an exact like it's a real thing. They are super clean. And. I mean, the the only other place that is consistently clean when it comes to bathrooms on the road. I used to be a big quick trip guy. Uh, Not the case anymore. Standards have fallen. Loves truck stops or I guess travel centers, whatever they're called. Loves. Yeah. Usually there's like a McDonald's or an Arby's or a subway that's like attached to them. I, I have found that those bathrooms tend to be pretty reliable. But, um, yeah, it's tough on the road, man. It's tough.
3: Last thing before we get to uh, to hoops. Have you ever traveled the automobile in the Indiana, Ohio area?
4: Serber and I, uh, Michael Serber, who does CSN with, and Hand in the Dirt with me, we drove up to Indy for the national championship game two years ago. That's the only time I have spent in indiana and i have driven to columbus once but that's it i mean not not extensively
3: the like souped up truck stop mini mall thing that they do is phenomenal it's almost like it's not as big as a bucky's in terms of gas pumps like gas pump volume but they have literally a little bit for everybody they've got you know, pumps for, for truckers, they've got regular pumps, and then they have these little mini malls. Um, I've seen them up in like upstate New York too, where you go in and it's got, you know, Starbucks, Burger King, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's like a food um, court. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, but they it's, have these up and down the
4: Northeast. Yeah. Like I used to live in Maryland and they have these things. They're called like Maryland house. It's like a, it's like a travel stop. And they put it in between the lanes or in between the directions. So, like, I-95 North and I-95 South, they build it in between so that both places can turn off. And, yeah, you got a food court, grocery store, you know, bathrooms. It's not a terrible idea. You know, like, instead of of having to pull off the highway and go right or left, you know, like, they had the wherewithal when they were building the interstate to be like, we're going to put it in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So both people can get at it. That's, yeah. that's kind of, yeah, I respect that. That's, that's, it's a good thought. It's a good thought. Yeah,
3: Logistical infrastructure is fascinating to me. I love it. It's um,
4: real. You don't realize it until
3: it's not there. So, right. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's, let's, let's get into basketball by now, uh, unless you're, you know, under a rock or, or maybe just coming out of a coma, you know, that Ole Miss uh, made the uh, tough decision to make a, um, a big hire on Monday. They uh, hired former Texas coach Chris Beard uh, to be the 23rd head basketball coach, successor to Kermit Davis. Uh, they did the introductory press conference and and everything on Tuesday. Um, it was, uh, to me, probably, if you're an Ole Miss fan, I think it's easily the biggest hire in, I guess, this lifetime. Uh, the the Lane Kiffin hire was, was pretty monumental. And, um, you know, at the time nobody knew how big of a hire Mike Bianco was, but um, now people understand it, but this one uh, seems to be a a big one. Now there are some, there's some caveats, there's some asterisks, there's some fine print, but um, as a basketball coach, as someone who interacts with some of the biggest names in college basketball, you know, Matt Norlander, Gary Parish, um, you know Jerry Palm, some of those guys that that eat, sleep, and breathe college hoops. Um, you know, talking with them and then you yourself, how do you? Uh, I think it's an easy A plus grade hire, but how do you see him fitting into the SEC and fitting in in this Ole Miss program that has really been searching for something for a decade? That's a
4: good question. Obviously, it's a loaded question because. Um, Chris Beard was arrested for felony Domestic violence charges a couple Months ago so On the court There's two sides to this right there's the On the court stuff the guy Is an exceptional basketball coach Like you know His moral compass clearly Is not centered I mean like that's the nicest Way to put it I mean that cops Don't come to your house for something like this Um unless you've messed up and you know, I, I, that, that clearly is that, that clearly is an issue. It was not enough of an issue for Ole Miss to make this move. Okay. So you could say, well, is it on brand for Ole Miss? Is it on brand for the sec to do this, to put winning above all? I mean, there, there is certainly an argument to be made for that. I mean, this is a league that, you know, money is not an option for Ole Miss or any of these schools that are fortunate enough to- to be in the sec and they can clearly afford it. And on the court, like this guy took a Texas tech program to the national championship game. I've never been to Lubbock, Texas Zach. I don't know if you have. I've done. Um, okay. Well, West Texas is the middle of nowhere and yep. they have built and invested in their basketball infrastructure since Chris Beard left. It's some of the best facilities in the country. Uh it can't be stated enough how good of a basketball coach Chris Beard is now will that translate to oxford mississippi you know, the sec i think has 8 ncaa tournament teams although we're recording this the day after mississippi state got knocked out in the first four but tied for the big 10 for the most tournament teams of any major of any conference i mean mm-hmm. there's only 68 teams that make the field the sec put 8 of them in there This is a league that's quietly, I know people like to, like, I do a show with Norlander uh, from CBS, and he is a basketball snob, and he is well-connected in the industry. And he repeatedly, you know, kind of like throws shade on the SEC as a league because, you know, it's like, how much do people care, really? It's the SEC. And he's not wrong. Like, Kentucky cares a lot. There are pockets of fan bases that care a lot. Auburn cares a lot when it's a home game. Did they travel to Vanderbilt or to travel to Nashville for the SEC tournament? No, not really. Alabama did; they showed out, uh, but they're also in the midst of like the best season in program history on the court. So, you know, the coaches in the SEC—you look around—it's I mean, it's a it's a pretty loaded group of coaches. So I think Chris Beard fits within the league. As far as, you know, does he walk in day one and and he's the best coach? No, but I mean, you you, you know, you've got Rick Barnes, you've got John Calipari, you've got guys who have been to Final Fours, won national championships. And we'll see what happens this year with a team like Alabama that's the number one overall seed. You know, my grandfather used to tell us when we were kids, we didn't understand stocks or investments or anything like that. But he used to say all the time, buy low, sell high. Like you cannot possibly buy low by any lower than Chris Beard with Ole Miss. I mean, that guy's stock and price, candidly, uh, was probably as low as it was ever going to get. So they made a move. And I didn't see the press conference, but I, I didn't need to. I mean, it was it was always going to be awkward. It was always going to be something that was um, you know, fodder for people who want to continue to kind of push this notion. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, that winning is above all in the sec and in a place like oxford um but i do it's not a coincidence for me zach that the timing of the press conference coincided with the week of the ncaa tournament you know when we were in nashville like it's going to get snowed under with all these basketball games that are set to tip uh tuesday through sunday so you know, when I was in Nashville, it was like, is this going to happen? Why hasn't it happened? I mean, Ole Miss was on the court. Like, Win Case, as, as, an, as an interim guy, was, he was leading his team. I mean, they won a game on Wednesday night. Like, they were playing on – did they win Wednesday night or did they lose to Mississippi yep, they, State?
3: They beat South Carolina. They beat South Carolina. That's it.
4: Yeah. So I mean, lost like, to Tennessee. He won a tournament game. Like, they were still in the tournament yeah. uh, when we got to the second round. So, you know, the timing of it was certainly interesting. I do think – you know, when you talk to agents and you talk to um, the you know folks in the industry, a lot of the times this stuff gets floated out there. Auburn did this with Hugh Freeze before they actually made the hire. Yeah. You know, the, how are people going to react to this? Let's put this out there. And it's, the, uh, it's, the, to...
3: it's the Greg Shiano strategy.
4: Sure. And, you know, it, it, it was what it was. So uh, the timing of it all, none of this is, is a coincidence, but I do look at, you know, like Ole Miss is a basketball program. You know, Andy Kennedy, I I pulled this up. I mean, he he won 245 games in 12 seasons. Uh, He took Ole Miss to the tournament twice. With the exception of him, you got a lot of coaches who have done, you know, very little in Oxford. And we're going back to like the 70s, man. Uh, Rod Barnes took took Ole Miss to the tournament three times. Rob Evans took... Ole Miss of the tournament twice. Kermit Davis was there once and it was his first year. So, yeah, I mean, the bar for Ole Miss basketball is as low as it is as, as low as possible. I mean, they are, they are, a, they are a bottom feeder in the sec, but I've been to the pavilion. It's gorgeous. It's an awesome facility. They open it up on football games. Like you can go in there and like cool off and like use the restrooms and like chill out, you know, yeah. um, get, you, get so, you
3: some raisin canes in there.
4: Dude, don't I, I am all in on raising canes haters going to hate on raising canes, but no slaw, extra toast, raising canes for the win. Love that place. So, yeah, long, long answer to your question, but he is going to win games there. And, you know, as far as the vetting process, I'm not I'm not clear as to what Ole Miss did or did not do. But my hope is, is that they had some lawyers or they had somebody on a legal team in Oxford, you know, kind of vet this out, do their own research. Like, let's talk about the incident. Like what happened? Let's talk to the, let's talk to the person who filed the complaint. Like I would hope that that stuff happened Um, as far as like what the tolerance is for future incidents. You know, hopefully there isn't one, but you know, Ole Miss cares about winning basketball games. They went out and they hired the best available coach on the market. Candidly. You know, like if if you're just talking about winning, that's that's the best guy out there. Billy Donovan's not coming back to college anytime soon, so you know you're you're not going to get what's my guy who's doing Turner games, who used to be at Villanova. Uh, Uh, Jay Jay Wright, Wright. yeah, he's not leaving Turner Broadcasting to coach at Ole Miss. Uh, But Chris Beard, whose whose reputation has been you know sullied and has left Texas as a as the disgraced former coach of the Longhorns. Uh, guess what? You get to see him in the conference in a little less than two years.
3: Yeah, I think most Ole Miss fans will be honest with you and can admit that Chris Beard was a candidate and is now the head coach at Ole Miss because of what happened. You know, I I, I don't know Chris personally, but I, I'd like to think that he would either not take the call or, or might just take the call and just kind of laugh and then hang up if Ole Miss were to try to hire him prior to that happening. He was at his alma mater. Um, he... Uh, you know, that was his dream job. And, uh, you know, what happened, everything that transpired, it was uh, it was a tough scene and he screwed up. So I think that that's the reason, obviously, why Ole Miss was able to land him. But I mean, you can't argue with with the resume and, and what he's done, um, you know, was 2019 AP coach of the year, led them to the national championship game. I mean, they were give or take 30 seconds away from winning that thing before Virginia took it to overtime and eventually won. Um, you know, he's the, the big number here is he's, he's got more incidentally tournament appearances as a head coach, um, you know, in the last 10 years that, that Ole Miss has altogether, And he's taken three different programs there since 2016. Um, you know, he's had three draft picks two uh, two first rounders. He had a lottery pick and Jarrett Culver. Uh, the, the proof is there. He, there is no doubting what he can do as a head coach. um, the big question is how will that translate to a place that in my opinion is one of the tougher basketball jobs, not only in the sec, in the sec, but in the country. Um, sure. so, so we'll get to that. We're going to have a, a quick break here, here from the sponsors. When we come back, we'll have more with Steven Hartzell talking, Chris Beard and Ole Miss hoops. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non barbecue options from Tex Mex to Mississippi Delta Catfish to Smash Burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at LamarYard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than Sowell in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow Mules, all that and more, the Best and brightest in house or via curbside pickup. Check them out at solahoxford.com or call them at 662 238 3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restaurateur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and Of the wide plush Zoza Fairways and large championship review greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662 893 4444. And we are back here at Daytime Fireworks. Steven Hartzell of CBS college sports is it college sports or college basketball
4: uh college sports now is the podcast and then that's the sports podcast yeah the other show is uh, a silly show about gardening really really it's a lifestyle podcast hand in the dirt
3: yeah hand in the dirt give it a listen folks it's good stuff um all right so we know about the resume we know how good of a coach he is but Ole Miss as a job is a tough one um talked a lot on uh on our show about the lack of built-in advantages, um, location is an issue. Uh, Oxford—it's it, not a tough place to get to, but there's not really a big, booming metropolis around it. I mean, Memphis is just up the road, give or take an hour, but it's your your big alumni bases for Ole Miss are not really close, so it's hard to get a, you know, a, a good decent home crowd for a Tuesday night SEC game. Um, he made uh, a lot of comments in the, in the introductory press conference about, you know, Hey, the season ticket office is open, get your season tickets. Now, like it's going to be tough to get them next season. Um, for someone that's, that's been in venues and has been around the country and and seen different home court advantages and you've been around the sec, is this something that's realistic for Ole Miss and not just I mean, I per- I think Chris Beard's going to win. I would be very shocked if he does not. But in terms of a buy-in from a fan base, that, yeah, you're probably going to have those, you know, the students are going to be there. Students love to have fun, and they like when teams win, and I think Ole Miss will win. But as far as the overall fan base and getting those big crowds in there, how big of a deterrent is, well, I can just sit home and watch it. That's been the... The big topic with especially college football and you know crowds have kind of shifted. You know you're not getting the the record numbers as much anymore. The 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 big name schools still do, but in terms of basketball, how big of a disadvantage do you think that is for for Ole Miss and for Oxford?
4: I think the fact that there isn't a lot going on in or around Oxford uh, helps fill that place out. Look, p- the pavilion's not big. I don't I don't even think it holds ten thousand people. So, it's perfect. Like if you win, you're going to be fine. Like folks show out and fill Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. They show out and fill the Jungle at, at, at Auburn. Like Rupp Arena, like people talk about Rupp. Like that place is like the place holds over 20,000 people. Like Kentucky's different, man. Like don't it's just kinda take dump, that and it's kinda set it. It's kind of dumpy aside. too. It, it, it is, it's it's not, it, it's definitely not the KFC Yum Center, okay? Which, which I know, like, Louisville is, I think they were the worst power six team in, in America this year in terms of, like, Ken Palm ratings. Like, they were abysmal, but they play in an absolute palace, and they're hosting an NCAA regional this year. So, yeah, look, man, you win 20 games at Ole Miss, and you're in the mix. Like, we just talked about the SEC. They got eight teams in the tournament this year. Like, you make it to the dance, I think people will show out. Um, you know, the other thing too, man, like basketball is so weird because unlike football, you've got to put together that, that class, right? Like you've got to get, you know, Hey man, we got four or five stars coming in. We got, I mean, look at, look at the recruiting grades. Like we're, you know, man, basketball, you need one dude, like you get one dude out of Memphis, you get one dude out of Atlanta. Uh, You get one of these high caliber transfers and and, and you can speak more than I can on like what the NIL scene is in Oxford. But like if 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 Chris Beard is going there, they have clearly convinced him that they are going to continue to invest. And, you know, emotionally and financially in that basketball program. You only need one guy, you know, it, it makes a huge difference when you can get. You know, one of the best high school players in America, like Brandon Miller at Alabama. Okay, uh, yeah. before that, Jabari was it Jabari Day, uh, my guy at Auburn, Jabari Davis. You can tell I'm a basketball guy. I'm the number one overall pick a year ago. Um, like, man, if if you can get one of these dudes, then now all of a sudden you've got you've got something that will will hook a fan base. So, I mean, Ole Miss is going to continue to schedule cupcakes in November and December. And, you know, that's, you know, that is what it is. But if you can, if you can be 500 in the league and you can hang with the likes of Arkansas and Missouri and Tennessee and, you know, kind of that upper echelon, that upper half, that upper third, even of the SEC. I mean, hell, Mississippi state made a tournament this year. Like you don't have to win 30 games to do it. You know, 20 will get you there in this league. Then, uh, then you'll be fine. So, I, I think Ole Miss is obviously taking some heat, and rightfully so, uh, in the short term. But long term investment, when we were talking about salary off air, like what this guy's making, I mean he's he's making a little more than three a year. I mean that by by college basketball coach standards, that's you know it's a top twenty salary, but it's not top ten. I mean this is this is manageable for a guy who at Tech at Texas was was one of the top five highest paid coaches in, in the sport. So yeah, I think he'll be fine. And like anything, man, you win, people will show up.
3: Yeah, I, I think um I think Ole Miss is actually a pretty underrated basketball school, basketball fan base. And not just wins and losses, because they're not anywhere near the upper crust of the SEC, but um I think they've been clamoring for a winner. I think they want to enjoy basketball. Uh, Kermit Davis had some, some big games, some big, you know, ESPN games. The crowds were were good. I think the, you already talked about the pavilion and how it's a, it's, it's a palace. It is a really nice arena. It's probably one of the perfect. nicer ones in, in the conference. Yeah, it's perfect. And uh, look when they used to play at the tad pad. I mean, when I was an undergrad, I mean, it was fun. I mean, they would pack it out for Andy Kennedy and, I think that, like you said, if you win, you know, it's the it's the the field of dreams. You know, if you build it, they'll come. like if you if you are a winner, people don't even have to be hardcore basketball fans. They'll just go because it's fun. And I think that's the big thing where, you know, yeah, sure, you're not going to fill out all ninety five hundred on a Tuesday night for a game against Texas Am. but those 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 Thursday, those Saturday games you know, deep into November, December, January, when you're in the running for, you know, hey, what's bracketology looking like right now? Well, you know, Ole Miss is is sitting right there like on the seven, eight line. Okay. Like people get excited about that because they haven't been able to be excited about something like that in in, you know, probably a decade. I mean, 2013 yeah. was when Andy Kennedy won the SEC tournament and they go and they beat five seed Wisconsin and then they're a, you know, a fingernail away from from beating LaSalle and getting to the Sweet 16. So I think if he can get it done, and I think he will, I, I think the Ole Miss fans will will be fired up. Um, I did do some some quick research. It was Jabari Smith at all. the guy. That's um, the guy. Yeah, so you get someone like him. You mentioned Brandon Miller. And, you know, all due respect to the rest of the roster, they've got some good players, but he is what, you know, drives the ship there. And then you go back even further – to a guy that just retired Jim Bayheim won it all with one guy. Carmelo Anthony did it all. Um so yeah, it's not football where you've got to have this really good, you know, two deep a blue chip guys. Basketball, like if you have a scheme that you can get people to buy into and you have one or two elite NBA caliber players, you can make some noise. Um all right, so uh, looking at his recruiting, you you mentioned it a little bit and I wanted to touch on this. I did a little bit of a deep dive on what he's done at Texas and Texas Tech and I was pretty shocked because Texas as a state obviously is 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 large and there's some good basketball talent there, but he was able to recruit everywhere. Um looking at some of his recruiting classes, I mean, he was, you know, one of his best players at at Texas Tech was from Italy. Um and then he's pulled guys from Massachusetts, from Virginia, from uh from california he's he's been everywhere so i'm interested to see if that will continue at old miss uh I, I was able to talk to uh, a top 50 player yesterday in the 24 class that is from washington dc and uh he was being recruited by chris beard while he was at texas and you know he was pretty honest with me and he said hey you know if if, if it's right like if it, if it's somewhere i think i can fit and if I like what I see, then, then yeah, they could be a factor. So you're already seeing that return on the investment of those elite caliber players. Cause I am of the opinion, and, and I want to get your take on this. Basketball to me is way more X's and O's than Jimmy's and Joe's football is all about Jimmy's and Joe's. You look at Georgia and what they've done. I mean, they got 50 dudes on that roster that'll play in the NFL. Alabama's the same way. Ohio state, Michigan, um, you know, what Lincoln Riley's been able to do in short order in in in, in L.A. They, they just have dudes. I think basketball, you see it every year. We saw it last year with St. Peter's. You, you've seen it, you know, back in the day with Shaka Smart when he was at VCU. You know, George Mason back in the day. You can get hot and get on a run. And if you have a group that plays like a team, you can upset some guys that have those Jimmys and Joes. So I think it's more X's and O's. But now with the NIL and it's – so much more competitive and then in the sec specifically with the buy-in I mean, you've got football schools now that care about basketball. I mean, you already said the number one overall seeds, Alabama, that's a football school. Mm -hmm. They're not a basketball school. Like they might be a basketball school right now, but all they care about is what Nick Saban's doing. So, um, I, I, how do you think that that will translate in the future? Do you think that that will level off or do you think the sec will continue with that trajectory of more and more programs caring more about basketball, they're adding Oklahoma and Texas. Yes. we know that they've got some history there with basketball. But do you? I mean, you see the investment that Ole Miss has made, and you know the quote risk that they're taking here. And I do think it is a risk. Um,
4: it's a you... public relations risk. It's not. It's not a basketball risk. Like this is a very safe basketball hire. It's. It's the public relations. Perception risk that Ole Miss is like, yeah, we're good with this. I yeah. I think, listen, candidly, you know, to zoom out here, I there are there are going to be increasingly more haves and have nots in college athletics. OK, and uh, <laughs> Ole Miss, by virtue of being in the SEC, is a have USC and UCLA, by virtue of them joining the Big Ten in two years, they are haves. It's everybody else that's you know, that, that needs to make up for the fact that they are not in the SEC or the big 10. So, Mm -hmm. you know, look at Chris Beard's former employer in Texas tech. Like they are, you know, they're not at the bottom of the barrel of the big 12, but they are pretty close and they are comfortable in that, in, in who they are. And they are, they've invested in the programs that, uh, that they, that they can, like, I, I just think, you know, these SEC schools, man, with the exception of like Vanderbilt, which which is a I mean, they they are a baseball school. Okay. Like they're they're gonna have a hard time keeping Jerry Stackhouse in a couple of years. If the Hubert Davis situation continues to trend downward, um, I mean, UNC fans already are like, that's our guy. We're we're gonna go to we're gonna go get Stack and we're gonna bring him home and he's gonna be our coach. And 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 you can see the writing on the wall, and that that makes Plenty of sense right now, okay? But uh, these guys, these schools have so much money that they can yeah. make mistakes. They can take chances. They can invest in facilities. They can pay assistant coaches one, one and a half, two million a half, $2 million a year at the football level. Heck, even at the basketball level, if it gets to that point. I, I think you, know, you talk about a top 50 recruit coming out of D.C. I, I don't know what the NIL market is for basketball. You know, you hear about what football players are making. You hear about guys like Drew Timmy at Gonzaga, who made almost a million bucks this year to stay in school. You hear about Oscar Shiboy staying at Kentucky, making like two, two and a half this year, just in NIL deals, staying in, you know, staying in college because the NBA didn't want them because they weren't lottery picks. I mean, it, that top 50 recruit in D.C. is probably he's testing the waters and and, and trying to figure out from a market standpoint, where can I go, rent a school for a year, and make six figures, high six figures uh, for, for me and my family for, for the you know for the four months that I'm playing basketball at this school? I, I think that, that and the transfer portal, I mean, you can overhaul your roster, which Chris Beard is gonna do overnight. And that's that is crazy to me because we've seen football coaches do it like Mel Tucker at Michigan State during the COVID year. Like it can be done. Dion at Colorado this year, but I mean, you got a football roster. You're talking about a hundred guys, basketball. There's 13 kids on scholarship. That's it. So you can come in and you, if, you know, if, if you've got, if you've got cash to splash, which I imagine Ole Miss does, (laughs) then I, I think you can fix this thing pretty quickly. So, you know, the NIL thing is interesting. I, I, I'm in a similar boat, Zach, with like uh like I grew up in Atlanta. I'm a Georgia Tech guy, and we have had a rough go of things athletically the last, really the last decade, but especially the last couple of years. It hasn't helped that Georgia has won back to back national championships in football. Yeah, but like we just went and got Damon Sodomar, and it's it, and everybody's just thrilled with the notion that like, okay, not only is this guy going to be able to come in, he looks like Atlanta. He can recruit Atlanta. People are excited, but also like we don't have the funds. We don't have the resources that Ole Miss does when it comes to, hey, you know, here's what we can offer in an NIL package. Here's what, you know, you have to take calculus every year that you're here because we're an institute right. of technology. Right. like All of these things that are working against this school.
3: You see Notre Dame having to deal with that in football.
4: Yeah. Like Ole Miss, like, I mean, academics, question mark? Like, it's not, you know, it, it's not it's, an institute of It's not Georgia higher Tech. Learning. Yeah, it's 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 a place where guys go and get degrees. But I think athletes and prospects are looking at a place where they can go, especially the elite ones like Jabari Smith wasn't spending two years at Auburn. Like we all knew what that was. Same with Brandon Miller at Alabama this year. Same with any of these guys that don't go to overtime elite or go play, you know, in Europe for their for their gap year coming out of high school. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what that looks like in a place like Oxford, but it is interesting because the market is it's we're still in that exploratory phase. I mean, we don't know what the going rate is for a, uh, you know, for a McDonald's All-American. It's different at Villanova or Gonzaga or Kentucky than it is at uh, at some of these other schools that may only sign you know one McDonald's All-American instead of four. So I, I think it's interesting, but. You know, it, it, it is on brand, you know, like you kind of you kind of hit pause a little bit and you zoom out and you're like, this is so on brand for the SEC. Chris Beard yeah. coming to Oxford, it's so on brand for Ole Miss. It, it makes sense, regardless of how you feel about it, it. It 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 is a fit. And maybe that's something that if I'm Greg Sankey, you know, maybe, maybe I maybe I have issues with that. I, I, I don't I don't know. He didn't seem to bat an eye much with with some of the stuff that was going on in Tuscaloosa this year off the court. Uh, because he puts faith in his athletic directors and, and his, and in his local administrators at these schools to handle that stuff. But, um, you know, Chris Beard's here and you know, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta walk the path of, of good behavior. Uh, and we'll see how that goes over the next couple of years.
3: So last thing before we hit the, uh, the final break, and then we'll get, uh, we'll get your thoughts on your bracket. We got, we got to talk about a bracket. Oh yeah. Um,
4: I got my bracket.
3: Um, you mentioned the McDonald's all Americans and, and being able to recruit at a high level. And it's something that I think is lost on a lot of not only Ole Miss fans, but just college basketball fans in general, because people, you know, turn their nose up or look down their nose or, you know, scoff at Ole Miss basketball. And it, you know, rightfully so it's, it's not a household name. Uh, you had the, the Marshall mania a decade ago. And um, you know, Ole Miss is, you know, they have a nice arena. And, uh, you know, oh, I think Lane Kiffin coaches football there. So, yeah, we know about all Miss. But from a recruiting angle, it's actually surprisingly been a really successful and consistent recruiting program over the last couple of years. Kermit Davis, that was not the issue. He actually signed the first McDonald's All-American in program history. He signed a couple top 50 guys. Um you know, the issue was the portal and, and not being able to adapt and and change how they went about their business on the court. And it didn't equal to wins. Um, so I, I am curious to see what Chris Beard can do, because it is a place that has been able to get high level guys that, you know, the Alabamas, the Auburns, the Floridas, uh, you know, these other bigger basketball schools with actual history wanted. And Ole Miss was able to get it done. So now you bring someone in that has signed multiple top 10, top 15 classes. He has a lottery pick on his resume. You know, he coached Zaire Smith at, at Texas tech uh, who was a first round pick. It's, it's a very interesting situation now because you have, in my opinion, a top five college basketball coach now running your program. And however he got there, that's not, relevant at this point it's all about how can he translate that to wins and how can he translate that to a a a winning culture that fans can get behind and I, I think the the parallel here is when Lane Kiffin was hired I think most Ole Miss fans were fired up but in the back of their mind they were like okay we know give it two years three years he wins big he'll be out going to his next job and you have to get fans to realize, like, if that's the case, okay, yeah, you got to go find another coach. But if that is what happens, the program's in a good spot if he's leaving because it was very clear that he won and he wanted a high level and somebody else wanted him. So it's not the worst thing. So, same thing with Chris Beard. What kind of window or what kind of, you know, length of tenure do you think Ole Miss fans are looking at with Chris Beard? Do you think this is a, you know, one and done or a two to three? I, things obviously change. I mean, Kiffin's now entering year five. Um, he's never done that at a job, but as far as Chris Beard, I know I'm asking you to put your, you know, your foil hat on or get your crystal ball out and try to predict the future. But, you know, that type of, you know, okay, Chris Beard has been at Ole Miss for two years you know, he's been good off the court. We see it as no longer a risk. You know, if some big time school comes calling, you know, who could that potentially be? And then when do you think that could be?
4: I think you're looking at three years, man. Now, I would also say that I think Ole Miss is a significantly easier job than Texas, not because it's easier to get players, but because look at the league that you're in, man. The big 12 this year, I think seven tournament teams from the big 12. There's only 10 teams in the league. I mean, literally everybody, but Oklahoma, Oklahoma state and Texas tech went to the dance like that. It was, it, it was murderers row. Like it's just, it, it, it's just a top to bottom. It was, you know, in terms of the metrics, it was the best league in America this year. And I know Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but look who's moving in Houston, BYU, UCF. They've been to the tournament before. Uh, Cincinnati, proud program. Like, it, Big 12's tough. SEC is a football conference with some good basketball coaches, some good teams. Ole Miss is not the sleeping giant that Arkansas is for basketball. Like, Arkansas has been to back-to-back Elite Eights. Eric Musselman's a former NBA coach who has two top five picks on his roster this year in Nick Smith and Anthony Black. So... Uh, you know, Ole Miss is going to have their they're going to have their window with Chris Beard. They're going to have a chance to make some tournament runs. Chris Beard is not a lifer in Oxford. I don't think anybody's under that impression. But I, I do think he's in a place where he's going to get paid well. He has a chance to win. And the bar is much lower than it is in a place like Texas for obvious reasons, because Texas fans are crazy. <laughs> like their expectations are we're the most profitable athletic department in the country. We should win everything. And they're not wrong, but obviously Oxford is, it is what it is, man. People are just a lot more laid back. They're a lot more down to earth. I know they want to win. I'm not hating on your alma mater, Zach. I'm just saying, like, it's not Texas. It's not Alabama football. It's not Georgia football. It's not Arkansas basketball or Kentucky basketball where people are crazy. It's different. But I do think that, you know, the expectation is obviously make make tournaments, you know, compete for an SEC title. And based on who we can get on that roster over the next six months, there's no reason to think that that's unattainable. I mean, the the NBA lottery as it stands currently, you know, I'm looking at half of the guys getting taken in the top 13 picks coming out of the SEC. Like you go down the line, Brandon Miller at Alabama, Nick Smith at Arkansas, Anthony Black at Arkansas. Uh, the kid at South Carolina, Gigi Jackson, uh, Car- Case and Wallace at Kentucky. Like that right there is six dudes in the top 12. Like they're all in the SEC. And yet this isn't a basketball league. Like it's crazy. So I think things are changing. You know, this league, you know, not that long ago was getting like three teams in the dance. And, you know, Kentucky's down nationally. Um, so I-, I think it's pretty interesting where we're at right now. But, you know, credit to credit to Ole Miss for taking this chance. I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm not endorsing it. I'm saying on the court, it makes sense. You got the best basketball coach available, and you're a a basketball program that is, you know, to put it politely, irrelevant. Not just in the SEC but nationally. And that changed pretty quickly. By hiring this guy. So now we just have to see
3: not if he can win, but how long it takes to win. All right, we're going to take the final break here. When we come back, we will talk brackets. We'll talk uh, who we got upset wise, final four run, and uh, ultimately who we have standing under the confetti celebrating uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So hang tight. We'll be right back. podcast also comes to you thanks to bluff city advisory group memphis's leading team of finance professionals they can provide advanced assistance with financial planning pension and qualified plan support and business and estate planning strategies former Ole miss rebel and founding partner ben still along with his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com podcast brought to you by the Barry home team you're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home, call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them, 481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry home team, You can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them, 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110. And get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass. Days in the water at the ballpark
3: Sackberry Stephen Hartzell with you. All right. Um, real quick, I will say we did uh we did brackets with the kids last night, and uh I don't believe my three year old is uh going to get it done here on the uh, men's tournament challenge. His final four, he's got Princeton, Marquette, Colgate, and UNC Asheville. Um
4: how did you how what were the guardrails here? Were you just were you just naming the teams and he was just picking them like whichever one he he liked he was just putting them in the next round
3: yeah we did a mix of mascots and names
4: okay okay i th-
3: i think he got hung up on mark he likes saying marquette and then unc Asheville was just all one word and just kind of blurted out i think that's where we got um if we're doing i think if we're doing some research here i think he for the most part liked a lot of tigers and um Looking at who else he had deep. Um, he liked saying Grand Canyon a lot. They made it to the Sweet 16. Sure. Um, and then Oral Roberts was a big one. Once I said Oral Bob, he liked when I said Oral Bob. So he had them uh, getting to the Sweet 16 as well. So um, so yeah, I don't think we're going to see three 15 seeds in a two in Houston in April, but uh, here we are.
4: I love it. We actually made a bracket. Um, It's not complete. We're doing this in stages. But I'd never done this before, and I wanted to, and my kids are on spring break, and they're driving me crazy. We're here at the house. So uh, we went to Office Depot and got a piece of poster board, and it had, like, these grid lines on it. They're faint, but it had uh, squares. So we, I, I say we, I made the bracket, ruler, pencil, He's gonna go through and, and fill it in with marker and we're gonna work on our handwriting and then we are going yeah. to track the picks uh as the uh as the weeks progress. This is a this is a new thing for us. So we've never done it before, but it looks looks pretty tight, not gonna lie. It I'm very proud of how the bracket looks. We use the ruler, it's it's looking good, looking crisp. So Yeah, it's just
3: this is a multifaceted exercise. You're working on some some penmanship and then you know getting them into the into March Madness, getting and into geography
4: too. Like, you know, we have yeah. relatives that live in Kansas. I, I expect that the Jayhawks will be, will be advancing pretty far into, uh, in the West region. So yeah, look, man, I'm just, we're, we're trying it's spring break. I can't, I can't drop these kids off at school. So we're,
3: we're getting creative <laughs>
4: that, that and having them help in the yard. That's, that's pretty much what we're doing this week. It's pretty much it.
3: All right. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't have too many upsets. It wasn't super chalky, but I, I didn't get too crazy. I, I, I like I like Huggy Bear and West Virginia beating Maryland. I do have Furman ousting Virginia in the first round. Love um it. outside of that, I mean I Utah State over Missouri, but that's a seven ten. That's not too crazy.
4: Utah State's actually favored in that game in Vegas, even though they're the ten.
3: Which is wild. Um, yeah, I mean, I got Oral Roberts beating Tennessee. But yeah, I mean, for my final four, I've got three twos and a one, and I've got a one seed winning it all. Um I got the the Houston Cougars making history for the first time since nineteen seventy two. Will be the the uh that's the the last time a host team quote unquote won at all that was back in uh when UCLA won it in LA but um I think Sasser's going to come back maybe second round I don't think they need him for the first two so maybe he comes back to the Sweet 16 and uh, they just don't skip a beat I got them beating UCLA and then I got Arizona defeating Marquette on the other side wow. Um, so kind of chalky. It still blows my mind that all one seeds have only done it once back in 08. That still blows my mind that that that's the only time that's happened.
4: When is this podcast going to drop? Like, can I give out a first round lock that will have already happened? When, when is this? When is this going uh, to be it'll released?
3: Be, it'll be today. So we are recording this on Wednesday. It is currently 1101 a.m. Central time. So it'll be out today later this afternoon.
4: All right, my first round upset of choice. A lot of people are taking Royal Roberts over Duke. It's a very popular, very popular play, which, is, uh, which gives me cause for concern. I'm going to go with Providence over Kentucky, 11 Ooh. over 6 in Greensboro. I saw Kentucky um, up close and personal in Nashville last week. Would not touch these guys with a 10 foot ball, they have some problems. Uh, and I will also give you this is this is not one that I'm feeling overly confident about, but a little nostalgia here. I'm going Kennesaw State over Xavier, the Owls, Whoa. Kennesaw State, which is a place where my dad worked up until January, where he retired as the director of facilities. Guy
3: can fix wow. stuff. Unlike yeah. his son, unlike Handy me. man.
4: Yes. Unlike me. So Kennesaw State over Xavier. I think Greensboro is going to be the region of uh, of upsets there. Uh, not down, uh, not too far from from where I'm sitting currently. So, give me uh, give me Kennesaw State over Xavier. Give me Providence over Kentucky. My final four, I I, I am with you on the Cougs. I like Houston. I got UCLA. Uh, I've got oh god, I'm having to do this uh, off of memory. It wasn't was it Marquette? It might have been Marquette in the East. I don't like Purdue. Their guards are not great. Edie's great, but like they yeah. get matched up against like. You know, like a, a, I mean, hell, Duke, Marquette at the bottom, even like the Memphis FAU winner, like any team with really good guards is going to kind of, kind of eat Purdue's shit. So uh, we'll see, but I don't, I don't trust Purdue. Uh, and then I, I actually, I, I do like Alabama to come out of the South. I mean, they're just kind of rolling around, uh, and they're <laughs> they have the best player in college basketball. Like,
3: yeah, again, my...
4: separate the separate the off the court stuff from the on the court. You know, which is what <laughs> matters right now. Like Brandon Miller, he's not gonna win the Naismith Award. He is the best player in the country. He's the best college basketball player in America. So I got Alabama, I got Marquette, I got UCLA, I got Houston. That's two ones and two twos. And I'm going UCLA, man. I, I think the Houston wow, story okay. would be cool. Jim Nance is obviously a Houston alum. Yeah. And he's calling his final final four for the for CBS. Houston is hosting the tournament like there's all these things like part of me wants to just be lazy and and pick Houston also but I'm actually gonna I'm gonna stay with the trend of me picking teams from the west coast which for the last decade has been Gonzaga I'm taking a break from Gonzaga this year I'm gonna go with UCLA I'll put you on the spot Zach how many UCLA basketball games have you seen this season you're a sports fan you're a dad you have a life but you Um, enjoy watching sports like how many UCLA basketball games partial or full have you watched this year?
3: I think three.
4: Okay, these dudes. First of all, they got Tiger Campbell, point guard, amazing dreadlocks, like
0: thick, was a uh, thick was a nash
3: dreads. was a was a Nashville guy for a hot minute. I actually saw him play quote in high school. He was an eighth grader on the varsity team at a CPA here in Nashville. Love
4: it. Yeah, him Jaime Jaquez, dude is tough headband, got the goatee thing going on. Yeah. Like these guys are just, they're just tough, man. And they're old. So I, I think, I think it's going to be UCLA and Alabama for the natty. And I'm going with the Bruins. So give me, uh, give me UCLA to cut down the nets in Houston. That's my pick.
3: My, my pause with Bama. And I do agree with you. Brandon Miller's the best player in the country. Uh, this is kind of like a Kanye West exercise where you separate the, the art from the artist. Kind of thing. Um, he's a he's a very good basketball player. He I, I do think he is the best. I mean, he has turned Alabama in, in, into the number one overall seed. They were not the number one overall seed without him. Um, I just think that because of their reliance on the three, yep, they run the risk of having a cold night. And sure. I could I I have them where do I have I have them losing. <laughs> I have them losing to the Tex. I have them losing to San Diego State. Um, I just think they're gonna have a night where they go like eight for 41 and they just can't get it done. So Very I think possible. That, I think it ends in the sweet sixteen. Um, but it's hard to argue with them getting to the final four and getting to the national championship because they're just Nate Oates is a phenomenal coach, Brandon Miller's the best player in the in in the country. Um, yeah, I like the UCLA pick. Mick Cronin has just quietly Built a monster out there. They're deep. You mentioned how how they're old. They're they're very experienced. Another team that I don't have them going particularly deep, but if you're looking for maybe a flyer on somebody that could potentially get hot, make some noise in terms of experience and being old, I like Memphis. Uh, entire starting five, all seniors. Uh, Kendrick Davis and um uh, can never remember his first name, but Williams. Um, that's quite the one-two punch there. I think that they have the length and the athleticism to give Purdue fits if they get past FAU. I think they could give Purdue some issues. Um, you mentioned they're they're a little susceptible to to elite guard play. Memphis Bro, has their, that.
4: Their guards, Zach, would be like, like I, I know they're better than this, but it 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 looks like if me and you were running the point for Purdue, like that's what Purdue's trotting out there at the guard spot. <laughs> and you know, no disrespect to those guys, they're on scholarship too. But like, come on, man. You match those guys up against Memphis. Yeah. And it, it and it's it's a problem. Uh so I look, I, I, I don't hate that. I I've got one too in the round of 32. If if Arkansas gets past Illinois and you've got Kansas, Arkansas in the round of 32, Ooh, watch out. That I don't I don't know if that goes well for Kansas, the reigning national champs. I, I actually I actually have them as my first number one going out. So
3: yeah, I, I watched quite a bit of Kansas this year and I know they have the big 12 player of the year. Grady Dick can, can really shoot it. I just never really came away. Just floored by them. I was never like leaning back in my chair, like, damn, that's a one seed. Right. Um, and then you have the question mark with bill self, like his health, like it, you know, is, is he going to be able to give it, give it everything he's got, Uh, you know, maybe they make us all look foolish and they run through Arkansas. No problem. Um, also speaking of that, talking about the West, I got UConn upsetting Kansas um, in the Sweet 16. So uh, I, I like I like UConn a lot. It, it, a trendy, well, I don't know if it's trendy, but my if we're giving out locks, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going a 13-4 upset. I'm taking the Golden Flashes over Indiana. Um,
4: I've seen that. I've seen that. We we interviewed the uh, Kent State head coach uh, Rod Senderoff on college sports now and he's a he's a good dude he loves pearl jam and i mean he took time to spend you know 15 20 minutes talking with me and norlander so i mean that 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 is a i think that's like the last game on the board thursday or friday night like it's the late game so yeah you know by then things are a little hazy i have a hard time staying up past 10 eastern on most nights i'm a try for the tournament i'm gonna try (laughs) but it's it's tough, dude. Like it's just central time zone, guys. Y'all got it easy, man, with these with these late it's, games. Uh as people say it's God's time. It's just a built-in advantage. Like you don't realize how crucial that hour is. But man, a game starting at eight instead of nine, that's a game changer.
3: Eastern time zone is by far the worst for sports.
4: It's tough, dude. It's tough. I'm telling you.
3: Man, I living in New York and, and I would do my very best. The old college try for Pac-12 after dark, and it never failed. Every Saturday I would fall asleep on the couch in like the second quarter and would wake up and the game would be over. Yeah, um, I get it. For me, I, there, are, there are a lot of factors that go into winning tournament games. I, I typically lean towards rebounding and free throws. Um, Indiana's bad at both. Um, <laughs> second chance opportunities, they don't get a lot of them. They're toward the bottom in both offensive rebound rate and free throw rate. And I mean, they this is a team that got blown out by Iowa and they're not good away from assembly hall. Um, they were five and seven on the road and uh, look, a Kent state team uh, sincere carry is one of the, one of the better scores in this tournament. Uh, I, I think that um, even with Indiana shooting the ball, well, they just found ways to lose. I, I was looking at um, some numbers here. they, they lost six of nine games um when shooting just under 45% from the field. So um I know that that Trace Jackson Davis is is one of the guys up for player of the year. And we, you know, we're kind of talking out of both sides of our mouth here because we talked about how one guy can get you there, but I just don't know if he can do it all by himself. And um if I'm gonna go out on a limb and pick one upset in the first round, that's the one I'm going for. I like the uh the golden flashes there, but um as far as anybody else that's trendy in like the five to seven seed range, do you anticipate anyone making a run, uh, deep in this tournament?
4: I am not emotionally invested in anybody playing basketball in this, in this event. So let me just say that up front. Like it, this, I used to feel so much differently about this event when I was in college, uh, way back when. And I was like, I, I cared about Georgia tech or I cared about Florida. You know, like my dad went to Florida. I grew up in a gators household. So like, by the way, can you hear my rooster? He's like right outside the window. Can I you I just hear that? heard a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. It. He's, that's he's making, stuff. he's making his uh, presence felt here, but yeah, like I, 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 man, I used to love watching this as a, as a youth, like even when I was in high school, like I was the guy who ran the pool. Like I, I would go to Kinko's, I'd print the bracket I, I, you know, five bucks an entry, I'd get a couple teachers in on it. And like, that was my thing, man. Like before the internet, you know, I, I mean, I'm 39, like I I've lived the life of like, you know, cutting out the bracket from the newspaper. Like that's a very real thing for a lot of us or getting the blank bracket in the sports illustrated the week before the tournament. So you could fill it out along with Greg Gumbel on the selection show. Like that's a real thing for a lot of people now, Everybody's got their own PDF. So I am not emotionally invested in any of these teams. If, if, if we want to have chaos, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I do not mind. Um, I'll fill out one bracket. I'll pin it at the top of my Twitter page. Just, just, just so people can like make fun of me. But like, if, you know, if you want to have like a 12 seed, make the, make the sweet 16 or the elite eight. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You asked a question, five to seven range. Duke is a five seed. I think they've won nine in a row. They're the reigning AC or the, they just won the ACC tournament. Like they're playing their best basketball. Everybody's got them losing to oral Roberts. Watch out for Duke. Um, I, I think yeah. that's a problem. Uh, in, in Probably one of the hotter of,
3: teams right now.
4: Yeah. Yukon's uh, a four. They're dangerous. I, I think St. Mary's is a five. If the seeding held up, those two teams would play each other in the round of uh, 32. But St. Mary's and/or UConn could could get hot here. St. Mary's does it a little differently. They play defense. They kind of grind you out. Uh, I liked Miami a lot this year, and then they've kind of wobbled a little bit down the stretch. They're a five seed. Uh, You know, it's such a crapshoot. I mean, the person who wins the NCAA tournament pool is usually you know somebody's secretary who's just like, I'll fill out a bracket, sure. And and it's the it's the hardos who stay up and watch. Mountain West games who end up finishing in like last place. You're that you picked uh, San Diego State to knock off, who'd you say, Alabama in the round of us in the Sweet 16? Like Aztecs are Aztecs are a a dangerous team. Like those guys are physical, they play defense. It's just like, what are you rooting for when you watch basketball? For me, like, I'm if Alabama wants to hang 95 on everybody, I'm good with that. But like, if you're the guy out there who's rooting for like Tony Bennett's, you know, pack line defense to hold teams to like under 40. Like, you know, hey, more power to you, man. Defense travels. Like, I get it. Uh so San Diego State, they're fun. I- I'm just I'm gonna ride with UCLA because as an East Coast guy, nobody's been watching their games. They're about as under the radar as you can be for a two seed. And yeah. man, why not, man? Like, like let's let's have some fun. I'm 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 gonna ride with Mick Cronin and them boys. That's that's my pick. I'm sticking
3: I'm sticking with it. I think probably the two sixes that I really like, Creighton and TCU. I got TCU getting uh, to the Sweet 16, ultimately losing to UCLA, but I like them beating Gonzaga and then giving UCLA all they can handle. I I liked what I saw from the Horned Frogs this year. They just play really hard. Tough nose. Uh the guard plays pretty good. Um and then Creighton, uh, I think that's a pretty trendy pick by a lot of people. I like them to get by Baylor and then uh kind of similar to what I said with TCU going against UCLA. I-, I think they're gonna give Arizona a scare uh in the sweet sixteen there. Um but yeah, I mean outside of those two, I got Iowa State going pretty deep. Um Ultimately, losing to Texas, that's probably one of the better stories, and, and kind of bringing it full circle here. As we talked a lot of Chris Beard, Rodney Terry, and what he's done at that 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 Texas program is pretty remarkable, and I think he deserves the job. And I think they end up running into a Houston team that is just seems destined for the Final Four. But man, that would be cool if he was able to get to the Final Four, you know, as an interim guy. And I think he's already done enough to earn the full time gig. I know Texas people want to go big game hunting and, you know, you mentioned John Calipari and, um, you, you said his name earlier. I know some people want to try to get Billy Donovan. Um, you know, Texas is, is, you know, they have that air about them. where like, we can get whoever we want. We're Texas. So I don't know if they're going to even come close to getting somebody like John Calipari or Billy Donovan. I think Roddy Terry's done enough to, to earn that gig and, um, I think that would, you know, I'm like you. I don't have any emotional ties to anyone. That would be cool for me to see Rodney Terry and what he did with that with that roster was just a, you know, a a a mix of blue chip freshmen and portal guys that Chris Beard had brought in, where that's that's two different groups of players yep. that are on very different, you know, wavelengths and he was able to to keep everybody in check. And I mean they Damn near one, the big 12. And then, man, they blew out Kansas in the, the conference title game. So they're playing as good as anyone right now. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a, a, it's always fun, but this is a very interesting bracket this year because I, I do think the ones and the twos are very, very capable of getting to the final four without much issue, but man, there are some fun twos to to sixes that could really make things interesting.
4: There's no elite team, man. That's that's the thing. Like, there's some very good teams. Like, Alabama's best is is better than most teams' best. You know, but yeah, if they have that night where they miss 35 three-pointers, uh, they're going to lose. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, even, even Houston and, and Kansas and Purdue and, you know, Marquette, Zona, Zona's a fun team, man. If you haven't watched Zona play, they oh, got yeah. these two dudes, Tubelis and Balo. They're both seven feet tall. And both of them are on the floor at the same time. Like, they they have something that nobody else has. Uh, you know, Zach Eady is a monster at Purdue, but there's only one Zach Eady. Uh Arizona's got these two seven-footers that they play at the same time. Uh, and then they got this guy running around with a headband named Kerr Creasa, who... He's just, you know, as an old Miss guy, he's not Marshall Henderson. He doesn't have that level of swag, <laughs> but like he is, he is fearless and he talks trash and he, he looks amazing. Like the headband, you know, just, he, he's just breaking people off. Like Arizona is a, like that is a sexy team. Like they are a lot of fun. They score. Don't play a lot of defense. Tommy Lloyd was a long time Gonzaga assistant comes from the same mold of like, hey, man, we'll just we'll just hang eighty five on you. But again, you go to some of these NBA venues like, you know, there's a regional final at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Vegas is hosting a final Kansas City. uh, I think the other one is at the KFC Yum Center. But like you you go to a place with tight rims and like, you you know, shots aren't falling like you're going to have to play defense. And (laughs) Yeah very few of these teams hang their hat on that side of the ball. So it's going to be fun. It It, it is one of my favorite sporting events of the calendar. Probably right. up share with like the masters for me or like any major golf tournament. And then waste management. The, yeah. Not the waste management. No, <laughs> that, that ain't, that ain't for me, but uh, like, have you ever, have you ever been? I have never been and honest okay. to God, man. I don't, I don't know if I want to go. Like I like to, I like, I like golf and I like to have, you know, cold beverages, but the amount of like overconsumption there, like I don't, and people like golf is already a tough spectator sport, unless it's a venue that like TPC Sawgrass, like I've been to the players before. It's an incredible venue for, for spectators because of the way the course is constructed, you know, like the crowds at waste management, unless I was just like. Unless I was just living the life where it was hospitality passes and skybox suites. That's different. Yeah. But I don't have that life, Zach. And I don't, you know, <laughs> like, so in lieu of that, um, golf majors, March madness, obviously the world cup this year was phenomenal, but God, it being on in November and December was just such, it was, was weird. such a drain for me because it's the busiest time of the year for guys who work in college sports. And it was tough. It was tough to really immerse myself in, you know, this other thing that was going on, right. like while college football games are being played, while college basketball is starting, while the NFL playoffs are going, like it was just way too much. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, that for me, March Madness is as good as it gets. I, I have fond memories of when we used to do this as a undergrad at JMU. And I always hearken back to those times, simpler times, man, way, way simpler times than now, because I'll be chasing kids around, I'll probably listen to more of the tournament on like uh Westwood one varsity network app than yeah. I will watching it. Because if the weather's nice, like I'm not going to spend 12 hours inside. Like I can't, I, I can't spend that long of the day indoors with my kids. Like they will, they will kill each other or they will, they will make me and their mother. So irate with misbehavior that like, I just, I can't do it. So I'll grab the Bluetooth speaker and shout out to anybody out there who's listening. We have this app at Learfield. It's called the varsity network. And for the first time ever, we are allowed to stream. You could never do this before. Oh, we are allowed, okay. we are allowed to stream the individual school broadcasts of the NCAA tournament. So if you are, if you are an Arkansas fan and you want to listen to Chuck Barrett and Matt Zimmerman, call the hogs in the NCAA tournament, you can actually listen to that on the app uh, for the first time ever. So check that out. It's free varsity network app. Um, You know, you're an Ole Miss guy. So David Kellum, DK, one of the nicest dudes in the world, just an absolute sweetheart of a man and a heck of a broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, Obviously they are not participating in the NCAA tournament, but if you want to listen to Ole Miss baseball this weekend, pull up the varsity network, man. DK's got you. It's great stuff.
3: Yeah, I was going to say plug that also for for football. I mean, I, I told people about it this past season. I mean, it's like Red Zone Radio.
4: Oh, the Blitz. The Blitz is the yeah. best thing we do. Yeah, the Blitz going is awesome.
3: All over the place, you get to hear every call from every radio network. It's it's awesome. If you're out the, running, you know, some honey-do list or you're out running errands on a Saturday, but you know, while games are going on, they got you covered.
4: Yeah. XM 84 carries the first half of it, but obviously XM is a subscription service. Yeah. Varsity network. It's starting to pick up traction, man. Like I I hope we can, I hope we can get bigger than it already has because, you know, people think it's the coolest thing in the world. And it's like, yeah, well, we've been doing it for 10 years. Like you, you just <laughs> now found it. We've been doing yeah. it for a while. Welcome. So yeah. Uh, Red zone radio for college. That's exactly what it is. The blitz. I can't, you know, football season is great when it's here I don't know about you Zach but like I need I need some time away when it's over it's nice to people are so uptight people are so on edge during football season that and I'm not talking about like guys like me it's it's more like people in the industry like the grind one game a week like coaches siDs administrators everybody's just so tight and then when football ends people are just People just relax, like people just kind of get to exhale. So I I enjoy my off seasons, although I mean, shoot, hopefully, hopefully I'll hit you up again here uh, when we come up to Nashville for SEC Media Days. You guys are hosting it for the first time. So that that should be something. Maybe you can give me some tips on questions to ask Lane Kiffin, because, man, that is we're veering off topic here, but that is the (laughs) toughest. That is the toughest interview I have. The whole he, week. yeah, he's um, he's a he is he just doesn't want to play ball, man. He <laughs> just and I'm not here to talk about like come to the sip. Like I'm talking about like the roster. Like talk yeah. to me about your running back room. Like you got to be really excited to be getting Zach Evans. Like you like just all kinds of stuff that's like football related, like actual football questions. I don't care about the portal. I don't care about off season stuff. Talk to me about your new coordinators. Talk to me about your new quarterbacks. And he just. Dude, every answer is like six seconds long. Yeah. So clearly it's me. I just I gotta be better.
3: I don't know. Well, no, it's every he he treats everybody like that. I I'll, I'll give you a quick tip before we go. Lane Kiffin loves the big picture stuff. He he's all about looking at, you know, down the road. He's he's all about, you know, he doesn't want to look in the rear view. He's he's trying to, you know, hit the touch screen and swipe a bunch to look down the road on the map. Like he's, he's all about the big picture stuff. Like he, that's the type of questions that he likes. Um, and I'll do some more research for you before media days. And, you know, maybe, maybe the trick is to ask him about his dogs. Now he's got two. So um, maybe there's an angle there. for a- anything
4: you. Anything will be better. Like I could send you the raw audio file from the last couple years. And <laughs> we get 10 minutes with every coach. We're on the car wash. It's not like I'm stopping him in the hallway. Like it's, we're right there, you know, SEC radio network, come on into the room. It's just me and you 10 minutes, every coach, every student athlete, we get everybody. And Lane is like puts on the headset and he's looking at me and there's just nothing there. Like he's just, he just wants to get out. He wants to hit the eject button before he even sits down. So I got to work on that this year and I need to learn from experience. Like, Instead of the one page of questions that I have for everybody, all typed up, all nice and neat. Like I need to just have two pages with that guy. Cause he's just not going to play ball. So yeah, we can huddle up before July. We we yeah. can have that discussion offline. Very good.
3: All right. Steven Hartzell. He's got UCLA winning it all. I've got Houston. My man, this has been a long time coming. It was fun. I appreciate yeah, you carving some time out. I know we're both uh, at home with uh, kids on spring break. So I'll let you get back to it, um, but yeah, we'll do this again. We'll uh, we'll definitely catch up, at least uh, maybe once before media days. If not, um, we'll we'll catch up after to to recap how uh, how things were in Nashville.
4: Let's tee it up. I'm 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 excited. I've never played golf in Nashville, so maybe we can make that happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once this you know in the middle of a cold snap right now, it's forty three. It was 30 this morning, so once that that'll be cleared out by the time media days gets here. So we'll I'm uh, ready.
4: I'm ready out we'll there
3: and we'll do it up. So that's going to do it for another edition of daytime fireworks. We're we're kind of working in some uh we're, we're going to do some more of these. We're going to do some more of the not committeds. Uh we'll get some more on the podcast network for you. Stay locked in at the site omspirit.com, part of on3. We've got uh you know basically wall to wall coverage of Chris Beard. Recruiting is is has not slowed down. It's actually picked up since he was hired on Monday. So we've got all of that transfer portal news and more Uh, for Steven over there. I'm Zach. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to the sponsors that make it possible until next time we
0: out.